Fast Breaks and Hard Aches podcast. This is Dylan, and uh, I'm joined here by my uh, co-podcasters, JJ and Monks. Uh, we're here for our, what we think it's either our seventh or eighth episode. We don't really know for sure, but uh, but we got our round one of the playoffs recap and our uh, round two prediction. Boys, how's, how's everything going? Good. I say, I say we say it's our eighth. This is our, our young Kobe podcast. Yeah, there we go. Right, yeah, we'll just stick with the eighth. Stick with the eighth. Definitely the eighth. Or <laughs> no, it could be our Hondo. It could be our John Havlicek podcast. Either. Yeah, we could just... We either might get more, cool. more listeners if we just tell people it's our 100th episode. Episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> episode eight, the Ocho. There we go. The Ocho. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Dylan. I'm happy the weather's warming up. I don't think... I'm doing nearly as well as you, though. Um, how does it feel to be a champion? <laughs> it, uh, you know, to be the to be the de facto 2020 championship, 2020 champions. We didn't really have a chance to avenge and win the NBA Finals after we overtook the bubble and went eight and zero. So it's, uh, you know, nice to finally get our shot at the Lakers in round one and and take them down. Um, are you are you, you sad know. that you didn't get to uh, face a full strength Lakers team? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, I think with Rubio, I think with Ricky Rubio, I think we would have had a chance last year. Uh, you know, we'll never know. We'll never know. So, <laughs> just, you know, forever going to be up in the end. Uh, but we we were eight and zero, so it just feels like it just feels like everything was just kind of right. You know, everything ever since. Yeah. You know, I hate to say it, but it feels like the Phoenix Suns have have kind of profited off the pandemic more than anybody. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been pretty nice. No, there's no doubt about that. It's definitely, you know, Devin Booker is just, uh, people have been looking for LeBron's kryptonite for so many years and uh, it might be Devin Booker. He yeah, played yeah. out of his mind in that series. Also, I think it's Lakers Jay Crowder. Are, I think it's Crowder. Yeah, I think, actually, it, makes, I think That makes Crowder. a lot of sense. It would I mean, be better was... if, the heat, if the Heat beat him last year, it would be. That'd be a better. Oh yeah, yeah. True. Well, no, Crowder is like awesome. He's such an awesome piece to have on the team. Mm -hmm. Him and him and LeBron actually have a pretty funny history too. Yeah, they didn't like each other when he was on the Celtics. When yeah, well, well, and they were on the Cavs together, and I didn't put two and two together that they were on the same team. But like LeBron, basically, I think shipped him out of the off of the Cavs pretty quick. Uh, after he went there, after he went back to Cleveland. So I think that, that it all kind of started then. And then, yeah, then they kind of had their battles in, in Boston and Cleveland and, uh, yeah. you know, obviously last year with Miami. So, yeah, they definitely definitely don't like each other, that's for sure. Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty – I'd say I'm kind of – I'm pretty happy the Lakers are knocked out, one, because I don't want them to surpass the Celtics in championships, but two – uh, the Lakers are just, you know, whenever I was watching them, they're not that fun to watch. Um, no. You know, LeBron just didn't really seem in it. And it, it could be, you know, he's just, he's not 100% like he said he is. AD definitely wasn't 100%. Uh, and then, you know, their team, their team was just, it's kind of, it, it looked like it was proven just to be a bunch of names that we all thought were like, you know, they have all these names, you know, Dennis Schroeder, um, Harrell. You know, all, all these guys, but, you know, it didn't seem like they fit together that well. You know, if you have 100% yeah. healthy LeBron and AD, that's a different story, but it's just, you know, they just didn't seem – I didn't have that much fun watching them. You know, I'm pretty happy they're out. But, yeah, yeah, I I, think, I agree. Go ahead, JJ. Yeah. Oh, I was – so my, my take on this is um, I think so, obviously, AD not being 100% hurt them um Don, we were texting about this a little bit i think it's just they won there's, there's two sides of it they just i think um lebron being injured for so many games and then like he only came back like a week and a half maybe two weeks before like the playoffs i think he was 100 percent healthy or pretty close to it i just i don't think that his conditioning was all the way there maybe that as he would have liked it to be especially with ad being out for like a 
with so all that like increased workload and they just never figured out the uh the Montrez Harold Gasol Drummond thing I just don't think that they had nearly enough time to just kind of figure that trio out that was uh those were like the, the two big my big takeaways and the Suns I mean the Suns showed up and they, they fucking balled so um shout out to shout out to the Suns they they definitely earned that one yeah, I think with the Lakers, JJ, I don't know if you remember what us texting about this last offseason, but I kind of, when they made all the moves that they did, kind of getting rid of the the veterans of Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, Danny Green, kind of that that crew, and then repri- replacing them with dudes that really just hadn't done much in the playoffs, but they had done a lot in the regular season. Guys like Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell and um, yeah, obviously Marcus Saul, I wouldn't put in that category, but it was just, you know, it's a pretty old Marcus Saul at this point. Um, mm-hmm. and so I just, I don't know. I didn't think when they made all those moves, I didn't think that they were going to be as good as everybody kind of thought that they were. Um, and I think that that definitely kind of showed, I don't think that they had any shooting. Um, I think that Vogel was also just, he was weird to make, uh, a little just slow to make any adjustments. I mean, he never really played Talon Horton Tucker until game five and game six. And I feel like he's pretty good and kind of brought them some edge on defense and kind of brought them some sparks just from an energy standpoint. Uh, You know, say what you want about Caruso. I think he's a, (laughs) it's just hard to take the guy seriously out there, but um, (laughs) you know, I mean, he is like, Somebody, I heard somebody kind of say this to me when I was at one of the games or somebody said it, you know, around me and they were like, Caruso was like built in a lab to be the perfect like mixture or a perfect partner to go with LeBron or a perfect like teammate to go with LeBron because he is just a good defender. I feel like he shot a really good percentage whenever he was in, he did, you know, especially he when they were 40% struggling from, he shot 40% from three in the regular season. So, yeah. And so it's just, I don't know. It was weird to me that like your two guys that were your shooters and kind of your energy guys on defense and, you know, were really kind of giving, you know, Booker some fits and, and Chris Paul some fits. They just never really played them. Uh, you know, I thought it was weird, not, I thought it was weird playing Drummond as much as they did. Uh, there was clearly some sort of like agreement that they had to have with Andre Drummond for him to go sign there that he was going to start every game or something. I don't, I don't know, but um, that whole dynamic was just weird. I, I bet Andre Drummond will not be on their team next year. I bet Dennis Schroeder won't be on their team next year. Um, so yeah, I don't know for the Lakers. It was just, you know, I think you're right. I think the injuries were too much, but I also just don't think, you know, I think they were just truly a seventh seed and that probably is because of injuries. Um, you know, had they been, well, yeah, I mean, they were, they were the two seed when AD and LeBron went down. Yeah. And they, so they were looking really good. It's just, again, that was all in the regular season when Montrez Harrell was playing 30 minutes a game or, you know, was a, was a, you know, arguable six man and Dennis Schroeder was, you know, looking like a stud that he was really all season. And then these guys just get to the playoffs and it's just not even, you know, it's like they don't even play remotely the same. So, um, and that, and it's not like this is a one-time thing for them. They've all done that. They've all, you know, every time, you know, the Atlanta Hawks back in the day with Dennis Schroeder, he just disappeared whenever they made it to the playoffs and then they'd lose in the first round and everybody would be like, Oh, what the heck, you know, but, um, he was the backup on those teams. He was, that was, but he'd never played well though. Yeah. True, but he never played well. And even kind of last year with OKC, he didn't really play that that great with, uh, you know, when they made it to game six or whatever, or game seven against Utah, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just – the Lakers, I just it, – it was too bad with the injuries. I would have liked to have Anthony Davis play just for the fact of, you know, if we were going to lose, then we were going to lose. But if we won, then that way there was no excuses. So I think that part of it is kind of annoying. But at the end of the day, like, we deserved it. We beat LeBron James. Yes, right. Um, you know, with a, and it's with not a like non-healthy it was, Chris Paul, too. Like, if yeah. Chris Paul is 100%, who knows what it looks like. Yep, I think, and that was it. And I think in game ones, two, and three, um, you know, you saw a lot of nerves. I think you just saw, uh, you know, we were just kind of questioning ourselves. I think we were a little – little bit freaked out. And then I think game four or five and six, you saw, you know, Jay Crowder start hitting threes. Mikhail Bridges start hitting threes. Cam Johnson, you know, started shooting better. Booker shot better. So, um, you know, no, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a fun series, but uh, I'm just happy, happy it's gone. Happy we won and got the, uh, you know, got the monkey off the back. Devin Booker 
I mean, to put up 47 points and to kind of do, do what he did after the last five years that he's had in this town. I think that's, you know, it's pretty special and it's pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I oh, yeah. tell people this all the time. It's weird because there's so much hostility towards the Lakers and towards LeBron in this town that it's like almost a little like not demotivating. It's like almost just kind of weird going into it with Denver because it's like, I'm a fan of, you know, I'm a fan of Jokic and like, you know, Marcus Howard grew up in Phoenix and, you know, it's just, you know, all these guys, it's like, I don't, I don't hate the nuggets, but, uh, but uh, it's definitely going to be awesome. And and we can't, you know, I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited. So. I feel like it's such an amicable like series between the two fan bases. I feel like Phoenix people and Denver people just get along like fantastically well. Yeah, it's like they're both great cities. Like nobody's pissed yeah. off, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. everybody's <laughs> kind of like happy. So it's but then uh, it's yeah, just like be... Phoenix hates LA. Yeah, I mean, you can see like the ticket prices. I mean, the ticket prices are just way lower for this series <laughs> compared to compared to when it was against the Lakers. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, but I think it'll still be still be just as as rowdy in there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I. I love the Nuggets. I uh, just go into the Blazers series. That was probably one of the only one of the weird things about this uh, first round. I was uh, kind of expecting almost all the uh, all the all the series. At least I thought like six of the eight were going to be like six to seven game series, and mm-hmm. uh, it didn't really turn out that way. <laughs> There's kind of a lot of crappy games. Uh, even the Suns Lakers, every single game ended up kind of becoming a blowout uh, for the most part. They were like kind of low scoring blowouts, like the whole season. Besides, like uh, like games five, game that was like that was just that was the game that uh, the Suns just obliterated them, right? Game five. Yeah, yeah, we won yeah. by thirty yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we uh, bet on the Lakers that time, which was yeah. <laughs> <It> was <awesome>. Ouch! It's <laughs> karma, karma, karma. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was. I thought there was really only two good first round series and uh, it was the Denver and Portland series. And I would say the Clippers Dallas, both those series were pretty awesome. Denver Portland. I wish would have gotten seven. I was praying for it, but Portland kind of had just an all time uh, blow up in game six, which uh, is kind of inexcusable. I thought Dane would have closed them out, but you know, it was pretty bad, but what do you, what are you expecting in this Denver series with the Suns? How many how many games do you think it's going to go? It, it feels like a yeah. it feels like a four two um, Suns series to me personally, but I, I could see it going to seven. It's I know it because uh, DeAndre Ayton has historically guarded uh, Jokic pretty well, right? Isn't that yeah? He's so. It kind of that's a pretty pretty big matchup, and those those backup like who, who those the minutes that DeAndre's out, like who are you going to guard Jokic with? Because he basically is just going to have to play the whole game. I feel like if if Denver's going to have any chance, and so those minutes are going to be interesting to see how Phoenix handles that. Um, the uh, I don't know who they're going to. I don't know who Denver is going to put on Booker, but that's just going to be an awesome matchup for Booker. And then I think. How is Chris Paul's shoulder going to be? If Chris Paul's close to 100%, I think it's Suns and, and six at, at the latest. But if, because like, even like game six in that Lakers series, like Chris Paul, I mean, he was airballing threes. It was like he was shooting a three, he was putting everything he had into it, and he just looked pretty uncomfortable out there. But if this is uh, 100% healthy Chris Paul, I, I mean, I don't see how you cannot pick the Suns. Um, they just have a more complete team and a more complete roster. It's like, you're going to tell me that Austin Rivers is going to guard Devin Booker. I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be, I think uh, the Suns just, you just got to hope that the Clippers don't win their next. I think that's the, uh, the toughest matchup for the Suns that's left in the West. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think that with the Nuggets, you're right. DeAndre Ayton has historically guarded Jokic pretty well. I think it just helps that DeAndre Ayton's a lot more athletic than he is, and then yeah, he's a little bit taller and just longer, like all around arms, legs. You know, I mean, he's just a freak athlete. Um, 
And I don't know what it is. DeAndre Ayton just always plays very, very well against the top centers in the league. It's always when he's, you know, playing against, you know, as you guys kind of saw when Anthony Davis was healthy, he played amazing in those first four games. When Anthony Davis gets hurt and it's like he doesn't really, you know, he's not as motivated to be, you know, as dominant and as, you know, disruptive. And then he doesn't have near the stats in five games, five and six. So uh, if that pattern continues, then I think that he'll play really well. And I think, um, I think if it's one of those things where if Jokic is going to pretty much have to have 35, 10 and 10 every game in order to win, uh, because I just don't think that they have, you know, Composo I think is, is good. Um, you know, but he's just, he's just really tiny. Uh, Booker is really, really good in the post. So if you're going to put either Rivers, Composo, or, you know, Marcus Howard or Monty Morris on Booker, then he's just going to post up. If you're going to put Aaron Gordon on him, then he's going to be coming off screens left and right, off the ball, on the ball. Uh, they're going to be dragging Jokic through screens like nobody's, you know, nobody's ever seen. Um, so I don't know. I, it's, I think if Denver was fully healthy, then this would be a really good series. Um, but I think even, even with like PJ Dozer and and Will Barton out like that, that hurts in this series too, because those are like two of their bigger guards wings to like put on Booker, put on Chris Paul. Like, yeah. Gary Harris is out for the season. I mean, Jamal Murray's out for the season. So yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's one of those things that I think it would have been a really, really great series. I don't want to be too confident in it. So I still think that, you know, Denver is going to definitely win a couple of games and they could very well, you know, I just, if you just look at it on paper, I just have a hard time believing, especially if Devin Booker, you know, continues to play the way that he played this last series. I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to stop him. And then they do put Aaron Gordon on him. Aaron Gordon's just going to be exhausted come, you know, come offense because they're going to be running, running screen, Devin Booker off screens like no other. Um, So yeah, I just, I don't know how it's going to work. I know that's what Aaron Gordon always guarded him against the magic and, Booker generally went off against the Magic, so it's just you know I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they do it. Yeah, Booker is just a great athlete and just like generally a big body. He's not like a he's not an amazing defender. He he's kind of he's kind of spacey and um, but yeah, I mean I don't know. Just yeah. like just imagining Booker coming off a screen and like Jokic having to to meet him at the line of the screen. It's like. I mean, Booker should have him fouled out. Like, I can't imagine that that matchup going very well. Yeah, but. and Chris Paul, Chris Paul is not on the injury report, uh, and everything kind of about that injury is as long as you get rest and literally just don't do anything, then it's a relatively a pretty quick, pretty quick recovery. recovery. So I guess you know we'll see how he how he looks, but. I thought he looked. You're right on on the three pointers. I don't think he looked well. He didn't look great. But he's still, you know, in that it, towards the end of that game in the fourth quarter, he made two pretty huge mid-range jumpers, um, you know, that looked pretty yeah. vintage Chris Paul. So even with that being he, said, I think, you know, and then you give him four days of rest. I think he's going to be um, – I think he'll be at least not, – probably not fully 100%, but, I mean, you know, I think he, he'll be what we need him to be in order to win, you know. He was – he was to me, he was just, like, very clearly, like – all right, I'm just guiding the ship right now. Like Booker's yeah. got to go in. Um, yep. I'm not feeling amazing because uh, I think he only had like six points, right? He finished with like six or eight points. At eight. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was nine in the last game. Yeah, because I think he had and they all and they all kind of came when it was like the Lakers were kind of getting it to ten or eleven, and yep. he, he wasn't really looking to. I yeah, I, I think either way, um, the Suns should be the favorites in this series. Um, just depending on Chris Paul's health is, is how quickly they'll close it out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's sad because I really like watching both teams play. Yeah. I'm yeah. I I think I'm a my uh I'm a little biased here just because I watched every single one of those Denver um Denver Portland games. And when you're when you're being guarded by the Portland defense here your offense just looks incredible. Right. <laughs> I, in, my head, in my head right now, I just can't get out of my mind that the Nuggets are unstoppable on offense. Uh, but I know it's going to be completely different. I don't think the series is going to go any less than six for sure. I think Jokic is going to be good for two games where he just goes absolutely nuclear. And it's just 
he's going to win two games for sure, just single-handedly. Or maybe not for sure, but I think he's going to do that. But I was pretty impressed by a lot of these guys that I never really thought highly of. Um, like Austin Rivers, just kind of being a mid-season pickup for them who played good minutes and, you know, his job was to guard Dame, but that's kind of an impossible impossible job to do when Dame just makes impossible shots. Um, and then Facundo Cambazzo is a pretty cool story. I like him. And Monte Morris was, like, playing awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I've always known he's pretty solid, but he he was making, like, very clutch shots and, yeah. you know, very – you know, just right, right at the right moment. So, I don't know. Well, the, I, I think the, they'll, I think they'll steal two games for sure, and I think there's a good chance they win three. I don't think they win the series, but I, I could see it going seven. I hope it goes seven. Just, you know, I this is I think this is the second best series um, in the second round, and you know, I, I, it's two teams that I like watching for sure. So, yeah, yeah, Portland, Portland's defense definitely, yeah. Uh, made those little nuggets guards like a lot better than they, they normally are. Like <laughs> yeah. their, their yeah. pick and roll defense was literally just to stand behind Jokic when Jokic set a ball screen, like the center wasn't even helping uh, get like on a pick and roll. He was just sitting on Jokic's back. And that's why like, I feel like Monte Morris just was just shooting like wide open layups at the rim because like he would just set up, like it would just be a Jokic ball screen. And then like, whatever center was trying to guard Jokic was just literally standing behind Jokic and not moving, like not yeah. playing any kind of like help defense or anything. So that's why I, I, imagine, I, think that, I imagine that the Suns aren't going to take that same approach. No, I think the Suns, I mean, it's just the huge difference. You have Ennis Cantor guarding, you know, guarding Nikola Jokic versus, or Nurkic, who's also a terrible defender. And, like fucking you know, Melo you, switching on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah Melo switching on him. You have Tory Craig, Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, and DeAndre. You know, so I mean, I think it, I think it is just way, way different. Um, you know, Portland Trailblazers ended the season with the 29th ranked defense, and the Suns were the sixth. So I think yeah. it is just going to be a complete, complete different ball game. The Lakers barely scored over a hundred you know, in any of their games. And they had LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and that was even when they scored, you know, when they were both healthy, they barely. So I think it's, I don't know, I think it'll be, I think it'll definitely be a way different ball game for both teams. Um, and I, it's too bad that they played Phoenix and Denver played so early on in the season because when we first played them, they didn't have Aaron Gordon. We didn't have Torrey Craig. We, you know, hadn't really even gotten our chemistry yet. I think that was still when we were, you know, kind of middling and not that great. So, you know, the eighth or seventh or eighth uh, seed. So, um, yeah, and it, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. I'm, I'm, I think that's just kind of. Like afraid to make any predictions, but I just look at it and say, if Denver, you know, was able to score 130 points against, Portland pretty much every game that's just not going to happen against the Suns so um so we'll see but you know yeah we'll see it'll be fun to watch hello all right yeah sorry I think I'm on mute (laughs) but uh you know I think we, we covered enough Suns talk uh, you know, they covered half the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, let's move on to the game that <laughs> is exciting. The game that is deserving. They deserve it. <laughs> true, true. Eleven year um, drought. It's over. We are the twenty twenty champs. Don't forget. Twenty twenty champs. Um, WWE you know, style twenty twenty champs. You got the we had a. We're recording on June sixth, and we just had the first, the last game of the Clippers Dallas series. Did you guys get to watch any of that? I know JJ, you were. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Just Luca just doesn't have any help. You know, when Kawhi, like I like the way Kawhi looked in Game Six, and then what he did in Game Seven was kind of very different from Game Six, six, and it was like equally as awesome. You know, he just kind of, you know, Game Six, Game Six, he just was an incredibly efficient shooter and just made the most opportune shots. And this game, he was setting up his teammates. You know, I think they were kind of doubling him and just, like, staying more focused on him. So, he, he was just doing everything. And mm-hmm. uh, Kawhi was huge for him. Uh, you know, you have Marcus Morris making, like, seven threes in the game. So, that's – Yeah. Help, but That's uh, the scary thing about the Clippers for me is that, like, they kind of need 
if if you're gonna double Kawhi and like guard Paul George pretty well, they're gonna need one. They're just the fact that they're relying on Paul George, you know, could, is always a little bit iffy game to game. And then two, it's like I feel like they need big contributions from uh, Marcus Morris and um, Reggie Jackson. So that if I'm not a Clippers fan, if I were a Clippers fan, that would would scare me a little bit. They stepped up huge this game, which is nice. But, you know, I don't know that those. Uh, they historically haven't been the biggest performers uh, in big moments in playoffs. But all in all, I think it's a very encouraging series. It's the first time we've seen this Clippers team kind of like get punched in the mouth and uh, and and respond, you know. So yeah, yeah, like actually I think, band I think together. Was, yeah, so I think it's definitely encouraging. And Kawhi looks fucking phenomenal. Kawhi looks yeah, like. He look, go ahead. I don't know. I was just gonna say, I you know, I think him and KD are the two best players left in the playoffs right now, from what he did and what KD looks like right now. Uh, what about Jokic? Yeah. I would say Jokic is probably you know top three. Just they're the best, the, the, the best two way, the best two way players. Yeah, Kawhi when he Kawhi in Game Six actually like he was like, all right, I'm gonna guard Luca, and you know as best as you can do against Luca, he played him yeah. very well and like yeah effectively won them the game. Um, yeah. So when he wants to, he he, he could do it. Um, he didn't re- he wasn't really guarding Luca that much today, but they didn't really need to because. Um, you know, they stopped everyone else in the Clippers. I mean, on the on the Mavs. But they're going to be facing off against the Jazz. What do you think about the matchup of Clippers-Jazz? I think it'll I think be interesting. It's a weird fucking matchup. Yeah, it's just a weird matchup. I think it'll be interesting to see if the Clippers actually play consistent. Um, because I think to beat a team like Utah, they're going to have to play how they played in Game 6 and Game 7 every single time. Um because, you know, the, the Utah is just a way better overall team than the Mavericks. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it'll be interesting. I think Clippers will still end up winning just because I think they just have more talent. It'll be really, really interesting to see how they clash. Like, how often are the Clippers going to roll with the uh, Kawhi, Paul George, Nick Batum, Morris, Reggie Jackson lineup? Um, and whether or not Rudy Gobert can – can stay on the court against that lineup because I feel like I've talked about this a few times. Like the Jazz will look really good when like Rudy Gobert is on the court, but like I don't know how they would fare um, if like they like with if when they face a team with like that plays Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors off the court, those uh they suddenly get a lot less deep, um, and like the idea of like. Kawhi getting just hunting like Joe like Joe Ingles can't guard Kawhi like Bogdanovich can't guard Kawhi like you know like Jordan Clarkson can't guard like you know they have some pretty nice matchups um so I think I like the Clippers in the series but um I don't know the Jazz are they're the one seed they could surprise me but I'm I'm not super high on the Jazz what's the deal with Nick Batum being like a pretty like a very solid basketball player now yeah he has played, signed that he's played really well just, yeah <laughs> like he looked really good today uh he was going in and just like dunking on people and like always was kind of in the right spot was playing solid defense like i i totally thought he was a bum uh and he he's like he first was, team all pretty, uh he's like first team all runs like an old man but like is actually a good nba player you know I feel like he runs funny. Yeah, no, he, he was he's a big pickup for him for sure. And also the the Clippers just I think I I feel like I've been saying it for a long time or I've just been thinking of it for a long time, but just Patrick Beverly just doesn't play anymore, which is awesome. Yeah, he, I never really <laughs> knew what he brought to the table. Um, <laughs> like I don't know. I guess he was supposed to be like a you know defense guy, but I really didn't think he was that good at defense and you know. Know, he's pretty good. He's, he's good at defense. He just, he, for some reason, he couldn't guard Luca. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've just seen some really good players that hate him. So they kind of try to go after him a lot. And he never looks good when that happens. But. Yeah. It's also one of those things where, like, maybe his team is tired 
like maybe like five years ago, him coming into games and going fucking crazy, like excited the team, you know. Yeah. But maybe like his act has just gotten old. But <laughs> I don't know. I still love it. I still think it's hilarious. Like he's just so clearly a troll. Like it's All right, that you know, I don't. So who we take? So you're taking the Clippers? How many games? Mm-hmm. I will I'm take. Six. I'll take six. Clippers six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That feels good. Clipper. Yeah. I'll go Clippers in seven, just because. Yeah, I just want more game sevens. Yeah. Definitely more game sevens. Honestly, this round one was pretty, pretty disappointing when it came to it. like I was expecting mm-hmm. some very good series, and it was a semi week. There, there was one. like, like four or yeah. five good games, like very good games. <laughs> the rest, there was a bunch of just like most of the games mm-hmm. were ten to fifteen point wins. Yeah, the best part about um, it was definitely this Clippers map series, and then just the fact that there were like four games on every single day. Yeah. No, I, I have wasted a lot of time watching basketball this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I only have one or two games on a day, which is not ideal. No. Um, but then, you know, I don't even know. Do we need to talk about the Nets-Boston series at all? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about the uh, the Boston front office shakeup. That was pretty weird. Yeah, that was very yeah, it weird. Was weird. It was a interesting morning news thing that I woke up to. I don't like. I'm I'm pretty ha- like I've been pretty frustrated with Brad Stevens for this entire year. I get not really last year, but even, I guess even in the bubble, I just never really liked the way our offense looks. Um, and apparently, it's not really his fault. He's telling them to you know, not do this. Like you go, he goes one on one shit. But the players just don't listen to him anymore. Um, yeah well they got they got young guys who you know their two stars are like young guys who are like kind of score first uh yeah they're all they're awesome but you know it's uh it's something that you kind of have to develop like think about like Kawhi and even like Paul George like the first seven years of their career they were neither of them were good passers and now Kawhi you kind of see he's he's 30 he he can kind of run the offense it just yeah. takes time for guys like, like that to develop. Who do you want him to hire? Like Tatum, months? coach. Uh, yeah. You know, I just want an ex-player. Um, you know, I, I've heard. You know, All Sam right, I'll, Cassell. I'll I've it. always heard I'll would be it. a solid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard you uh, used to coach up those those teams in Memphis pretty well. <laughs> yeah, no, I was the worst coach ever. I think. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I, oh, like I would take Sam Cassell, Chauncey Billups. Um, I'd like an ex-player. What about Jason Kidd? I don't like. I don't. I don't like. What's the What's the deal with Jason Kidd? Like, he did an awful job with the box, right? Like, I, I, everyone that he did a great job, and he did like a bad a job. Yeah. I think he just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he just his act gets old on people. I think people just get tired of him. Yeah, yeah. He just is not a likable guy. But Giannis so, like, liked him. Giannis loved him. So maybe yeah. you'll get Giannis if you hired uh, Jason Kidd. That's true. Yeah, I just had to wait what four years. Yeah. No, Jason, would you do uh, Jalen Brown for Giannis straight up? <laughs> yeah, I would do that. <laughs> There's not a lot of people I'd do Jalen Brown straight up for. That, that, is, yeah. that is one of like the 10 people that I'd do. Um, do uh, yeah, no. you think Marcus Smart is still on the team when the season starts? No. Uh, I kind of want to blow up the team, to be honest. I, I want. There's two people that we keep on the team and you know everyone else – Marcus Smart and Robert Williams are our only two pieces that are somewhat valuable. So we're probably going to have to give them up. Um, yeah. Just, just to get rid of some of the others. It already, I already, you know, there's already reports Kemba's on the trade block and we'll see. Um, you know, like who can, who can you even get for Kemba at this point? I feel like there's the Lakers like- could maybe swing for Kemba if they're, if they get desperate. Yeah. You got to match oh, money yeah. then. And I don't know. True. Um, Oh, this I'm, I'm on ESPN right now. It says Plinka says goal is to keep Lakers core together. So, <laughs> Which are their core? AD, AD LeBron. <laughs> yeah, AD LeBron. <laughs> Frank, AD LeBron and Vogel is the core. Yeah. Um, do you think LeBron's going to be requesting a new coach soon? 
It's kind of like about, a cycle. Two two years of the coach. Like. He's playing for Toon Squad. He's not playing in the NBA anymore. He's, that's true. That's how good he is. He's just playing in a different galaxy now. <laughs> how about Pat Riley just coming out and doing some blatant uh, – Blatant cheating, yeah, tampering <laughs> yeah. By, by saying, yeah, we'll leave the key under the mat. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking LeBron hates Pat Riley. Usually. Honestly, like, that's not a terrible move. I mean, I'd probably say that the Heat would provide better, you know, a better roster overall than the Lakers would right now. Can Jimmy he Butler, is, can he can Jimmy, he opt out of can he opt out of his contract and I think so yeah I thought he I think I think or he it, no I until, think he did uh, I think he did sign a three year deal didn't he Yeah I think he's yeah, locked think, in until the end of next season Yeah I think that's right Con- Contracts don't matter in the NBA anymore He can force him He can force his way out if he needs to But yeah no going going back to the Celtics Sam Cassell Chauncey Billups. That sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I I think like either, either of those guys would be good. What if uh, what if Coach K was retiring because he wants to coach in the NBA? Took the Celtics job. Every NBA team should want Coach K as their coach because all of the NBA guys love him from being in the Olympics. I think Jason the, Tatum didn't the, really play that well under him. Maybe he'd, he'd, he would go back to kind of sucking. No, nah, he didn't really serve with Duke, but he, he definitely didn't play as good as people he his full potential. Um, no, yeah. Either did uh Ingram really. Brandon okay. Ingram. Has Coach K just been holding these guys back? <laughs> you know who balled under Coach Jabari balled under Coach K. Coach who? Yeah, you want Coach K. Oh. Mike Mike Shishesky. Jabari Parker, the Celtic star. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I knew. That I, that's yeah. the that's the entire <laughs> recap we need to do of the Celtics Boston <laughs> series is the fact that Jabari Parker was playing playing twenty minutes a game. Yeah, um, <laughs> disgusting. Like, he looked he looked in such bad shape. Like it was, it's it's awful. The Nets were just toying with us the entire time too. You could just tell they they were they were going like seventy percent. Um, and, I, and honestly, maybe that's why James Harden is a little hurt right now. He never even got to do a proper warm-up series. <laughs> it's a good yeah, he just, he just <laughs> walked around for <laughs> four games. That what do you guys guy. think about he, that? He, Go ahead. I was just saying, if you if you watch James Harden in that series, he looked like he did not care, and he was still. It was not a high moment to be a Celtics fan at all. Um, what do you guys think about the uh, the Nets Bucks series? I hope to God that the Bucks make it a good series. Like game one was kind of discouraging. Game yeah, especially with no Harden. Yeah. yeah. Well, I texted JJ that I was like, "All right, like Harden's out. You got to steal this game. He might be back for game two. I actually think I saw that he's ruled out for game two. He is yeah, he's, he's, back. yeah, yeah, he's ruled out. So they have to win game game two. Yeah, yeah. I think like, you got to treat this as a must win if you're the Bucks. Yeah, like I, I think it might have been a fluky game. You know, they shot four for thirty from the three point line, and this is a team that's a very good three point shooting team. So, but it's also and, a team with a shaky playoff history. Like you just you don't like those games from. That's like something that the Clippers would fucking do. It's like a yeah. a must win game, and then they come out and shoot like four for thirty. It's like it's just yeah. not something <laughs> that you like to see. That is a perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect Clippers move. Yeah, it's like I will say. Yeah, is... it is good. It is good. Their top guy, you know, Giannis played. Like I think Giannis played up to the moment. He played like he was supposed to. Yeah. Play, or, you know, he yep. played well, but it was really Middleton was, <laughs> and Drew. I, you know, I'm a big Drew Holiday guy, but Drew Holiday was pretty bad out there. Um, you know, those two guys. Like if they just played average or. You know, average to good, they probably would have stayed in the game or maybe pulled it off. Um, the Nets are also the guys so that fucked up. Like Joe Harris and Bruce Brown are really good. They should like they should not be allowed to be the fourth and fifth like best players on a team with James Hart. Like that, you you should have that's like not even three out there. 
after that. That's not even <laughs> counting. That's not even counter, counting Spencer Dinwiddie either. He's still on their team. He's oh just hurt. God, yeah. yeah, forget about yeah. Well, they have Mike James right now, who's playing like he's Damian Lillard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's a ex Phoenix son. I was gonna say that's your boy. Yeah. I love Mike yeah. James. Yeah, he was. Sick. Yeah, he he played out of his mind in the first game. If, yeah, you know, I thought the Bucks team was all about defense and one of the best things. Defensive. Shout teams out to all the, the guys. Out they just there let with, it. Uh, he he has the brown hair, blonde beard thing going too. Yeah. So that's kind of like a weird. red red beard <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, what are the predictions for the Bucks? Bucks Nets. Well, I was gonna pick the Bucks until I saw Game One, and then I saw Game <laughs> One James Harden go out. So uh, I don't know. I was gonna say Bucks, and I was gonna say Bucks in seven, but I think I'm gonna probably go Nets in six after seeing what happened in Game One. Um. Yeah. I uh, I'm no I'm, I I picked uh I picked the Bucks before game 1 so I'm just going to have to stick with uh I mean I didn't proclaim it to the world via podcast but I <laughs> had picked the Bucks so I'm going to I'll just stay I'll stay Bucks in 7 mostly cuz I just want that to happen Yeah that's my exact reason and I want Bucks in 7 because I really just don't want this Nets team to win the championship and I think if they get back past the Bucks it's they're in the finals with Embiid potentially being semi-hurt. Um, I don't know. I think the Bucs are the best chance to beat the Nets. They have the ro- They have the best roster, I think, to beat the Nets. Um, in the East. Yeah. yeah. So this is the time that they need to do it. And, you know, I think Giannis is ready. It's just, you know, Middleton needs to step up and Drew needs to step up. And, yeah, you know. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez was like, was when every time, every time he was like down low and like, he like I felt like he was unstoppable down there. I don't know why they're not just feeding him. You know, it's like it's Kevin Durant and Nick Nick Claxton are guarding him. Uh, I don't know. It's just they they should have a massive height advantage and they should be driving the lane and they're just not doing that. Uh, or at least they weren't in game one that much. Uh, Brooke Lopez on his career has just been so underestimated. He's been so good his entire career. Yeah. This has been a good playoff series for, for uh, Kevin Durant's defensive reputation. He's kind of been oh locked up. Yes. He was it's, very uh, good against Jason Tatum and a few of those. Yeah. Teams. Yeah. And now he's like guarding the other team's center. He's he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife defender these days. And I feel like that doesn't really there, get talked about enough. Is there a reason? So, like, Kevin Durant kind of got in like a little foul trouble and like he stayed in the game with like four fouls. Why is it not not like the number one priority to just give the ball Getting to like out. whoever? Yeah. Who, like I feel like NBA teams don't do that enough. It's like you know well, if you have a guy that has two you know three fouls uh, in the second quarter, you need to give the ball to whoever is on him or whoever he's guarding and just drive and hope hopefully. I feel like that's an excellent strategy that I don't think is utilized enough. But like he, you could just put him on like uh, Pat Connaughton or like Brent Forbes and. They could drive a hundred times, and Kevin Durant is just not going to foul them and bother their shot a hundred times. Like, yeah, yeah, he's doing what Anthony Anthony Davis does in the Lakers. Yeah, but all right, so I think we're all Bucks, which you know, it's definitely going to be right. So so far, we're (laughs) we're Clippers, (laughs) we're Clippers and Bucks unanimously. Actually, we're we're actually all unanimously. We're not we're not uh, changing at all, which is not good. Uh, no. <laughs> I think everyone should put money on the Jazz Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, Nets right now. <laughs> tough gambling. All tough right. gambling week. Tough gambling week. Two weeks ago, I have to good. move out. Two weeks ago is good. Yeah. Yeah, Ashley. Uh, I need to. I mortgage the house. Yeah, I, I should I should whisper that. <laughs> um, all right, and then we got our last we got our last series. We got the Hawks who beat the MSG Knicks, and we have Philly who somehow beat the most underrated team in the NBA, the Washington Wizards. I don't know how they did. <laughs> <Just> barely <laughs> scraped by that series. <laughs> I'm so happy the Wizards won one game. I would have been. 
very upset if they got swept. But um, I, I will, as a Russ stand, he didn't look that great in some of those games. I won't deny. But uh, he'll be back next year, hopefully with the Celtics. And I'll be good. Just Kemba for uh, Russ, straight up. Straight up, yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would give it, throw in a first-round pick. It'll definitely make it exciting for you. It would be awesome. I'd be pumped. Um, yeah, no, there's not much to go over in those those first round games. It was pretty. It was four one, and yeah, like the, the East was all over. pretty. Yeah, so the Knicks. People thought uh, people thought they were in it, but they were actually totally weren't in it. The Hawks were just way better, and then Philly was way better. So, what are we thinking for Philly, Atlanta? They played today. Atlanta almost blew the game, but they scraped by with a win. Um, how are we thinking this game's going to go? What happened at the end there? I didn't. I didn't watch the very end. I had turned it off. So what? I, I didn't. I didn't see that. So the Hawks were up by like what fifteen twenty with like six uh-huh. seven minutes left or something, and then uh, Seth Curry goes on like a, I think he hits three threes or something, and it comes within three at one point, and then Bogdan with like 40, 50 seconds left, drained like a very clutch three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was kind of over at that point. Okay. But, you know, they made it interesting, which, you know, would have been very in Atlanta sports fashion just to blow <laughs> this like awesome. <laughs> you, you know, you're about to beat Philly at home, at, like at, in Philly. And like, you're about to like, you know, the Hawks have been playing so well too. So this would have been, you know, it, it's, it's a big thing, but just imagine if they blew it. But now, end of like, the day, end of the day, they trade Julio Jones. Yeah, no, not not. It's it's tough being it's tough being an Atlanta <laughs> sports fan. It is. I, I'm, I'm so mad. I was I was hoping the the Bucks were going to get Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Even though, <laughs> we just need more weapons. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Tom Brady is deprived of weapons down there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don, right? <laughs> just sucks yeah. to be stacked at. Every single offensive line, <laughs> defensive line, receivers, running backs, <laughs> tight ends. But, uh, do, you guys think, do you guys think this game was kind of an outlier, or do you think it, this is actually going to be a series? I think it was an outlier, unfortunately, but uh, I I love this Hawks team, and I hope that the Hawks like push it to seven games. But I, I well. So it's very much dependent on Embiid, you know, if he can keep playing on a partially torn meniscus. I, I don't know anything about ligaments. Uh, I know that the ACL is bad. So when you tear that, you definitely can't play. I thought when you partially tore a meniscus, you can't play, but apparently you can and score 39 points. So uh, I don't know anything about that. But if uh, I think if Embiid can keep playing and clearly produce at the level he's normally been producing, I think it's going to – I, I think it'll be like a, uh, a Sixers in uh, six kind of situation. But yeah, I, lo- I love the Hawks, so I hope that they, it's like an awesome seven game series. You know, they lost Hunter today too. Did they really? I think he's. I don't know if he's out. Like he left the game. I think he's he's done for the series. DeAndre Hunter was like a very awesome piece. Yeah. But I know that there were also people saying that that he should have been benched at at certain times last series, and that they should have put kept Gallinari in on the court for more times. But um, so yeah, I don't know. I th- I kind of agree with JJ. I I was pretty surprised by today, so that kind of threw me off. I just I'm so used to seeing the 76ers just kind of collapse in the playoffs. So um, you know I, that's why I do think that this is a pretty hard hitting question. Like, do we think that this is a fluke or not? Um, but I do think JJ's right. I think it'll end up being Sixers in, in six or seven. Um, but I'll go with six just for the purpose of picking one. Uh, but if the Hawks shoot the way that they shot today, then, you know, I mean, they just got home court advantage, you know, kind of nil. So uh, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, I, I got to watch some of that game. I was just... I'm kind of on the I'm on the Hawks bandwagon now. I'm going Hawks in seven. I've seen Hawks the Sixers blow series to the Celtics before. It, it kind of felt in the same fashion. 
you know, just Embiid coming yeah. out to triple it with Triple H, and just it's gonna make an awesome video when they lose. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 just kind of the perfect thing. Yeah, that um, does feel like one also, of those I, karma. I, I'm just saying seven because I don't, I don't think Embiid's gonna play in seven games. Like, I don't think he's gonna no. play. It yeah, all yeah. I think there's a very good a chance good point. He's, he's out. So. Um, and it's That's like a, a thing point. is if if the Sixers some if they win the series, I can just say like, oh well, I picked the Hawks because I thought Embiid was going to be out. So, you know, it's it's a safe it's a safe bet. Well, if the Hawks win, the JJ's preseason prediction will come true, and that's uh, that's that's pretty amazing because that's that's a big one. That that's an unlikely one. Yeah, yeah, that that, would, that was probably one of the ones. oldest ones. Yeah. Uh, I think I picked. I, know that. The, I think I also picked the Trailblazers to make the conference finals. So yeah, or no, I I think I was just high on them. I don't know if I made like a as as a like legitimate prediction such as this. I did say the field when we did the field versus the Lakers. So, <laughs> that doesn't matter. That's, that's, that's like, that yeah. You guys took the Lakers. <laughs> When are they going to announce Rookie of the Year? I freaking – I got that future yeah, LaMelo ball bet sitting in there, and I, I need them to – It's weird they announced everything else. Yeah. But you don't think it's going to be uh, Anthony Edwards? Is that his name? No, I, yeah. The Ant-Man? I think it's yeah. supposed to be LaMelo. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think he's the Vegas betting favorite now, but I took him in the beginning of the season when he was 3-1. Uh, to one. Oh. Nice, but I feel like it should be Anthony Edwards, like just because he played the whole season and he had yeah. stats. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was I was figuring he was going to get it just for that reason. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lamelo. I mean, especially since it's a you know big time narrative too to have him win it. Two awesome right. rookies, though. That's pretty big fans of both of them. Good personalities and Good personalities. personalities. Halliburton. I mean, that's another, yeah. you know. Yeah. Our league is ripe right. with young talent. We can say our league as, as we are part of the that's NBA true. media. Yep. We're logo yep. defenders. Yeah, I'm sure we will protect the NBA logo at all costs. Sure. No one no one can shit on the league. All right. No. Well, before before we go, I want one one quick thing. Um, who's winning the title? Quick, JJ. Uh, it's just the Nets. All right, Dylan. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the uh, the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big shocker there. <laughs> I'm going. Think, you know what? Booker stays hot. Watch out. I'm Hell saying the Clippers. The Clippers. I'm saying the Clippers. I love the way Kawhi's been playing. So he's I pretty freaking locked Kawhi's, in. Yeah, I think he's gonna put the team on his back. And just keep winning, and uh, yeah, uh, that's my prediction. I would like that. I would like. I would like a uh, a sun a Suns Clippers conference finals would be nice. I would enjoy that. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they hate each well, other, so that'd be fun. Wait, can we talk about the uh, the new Bachelor host? Oh yeah, quick? yeah. We gotta Ooh. gotta bring in the love love side of things. So we've got uh, we've got Katie right Katie's season starting Monday. Um, what do we we got any predictions? What do we think? I think so. The hosts are. I know it's Tasha, the one that was the other Bachelorette, but I couldn't tell you who the yeah. second one is. I know there's two of them. It's another Bachelorette, or is it a Bachelor? I think it's you know what I think it's that Bristow or Barstow, Caitlin, Kristen. She was a bachelorette, I believe, or she was either on it as like a contestant or she actually was it. I can't remember, uh, but I know she's like big and like she has like a big time bachelor podcast. Oh or yeah, like that, I think Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin Bristow. There you go. Yep, I think uh, so. Yeah, so I think it's her and Tasha the host. Um, and then yeah, that Katie chick. I think they're in uh, they're in New Mexico. Which yikes! <laughs> Do you guys prefer? Like I've only watched the Bachelor seasons. Is the Bachelorette better? Like, do you like the do you like the 
when there's a bunch of dudes there uh, or a bunch of girls? What's what's the preference? I liked uh, the, the the last season when it was uh, <laughs> when it was uh, Tasha's this the season that Tasha had to come in um, when uh, frick what was her name picked. Oh God, I'm forgetting all the names. But the what the, I, the the girl that was the first bachelor at, or is that who you're talking about, or what are you talking she, about? The season that Tasha won, there was a bachelorette who just like picked the guy like week three, and then they yeah. had to bring in Tasha, and Claire. everybody hated Claire. Him. Claire, yes, Claire, yeah. and it was hilarious because it was like, like none of the it almost seemed like none of the guys even liked Claire, so they all oh, yeah. just like kind of broed out and like kind of just like <laughs> hanging out and like ignoring her and i just found that just absolutely hysterical um it would just like be like the boys hanging out by the pool drinking and like claire being like why doesn't anybody want to talk to me <laughs> and then she eventually like picked somebody and then they brought in Tasha. um and it was like it was fine so I almost like the bachelorette more, I think, because like things like that happen sometimes. And it's like the, the guy drama is almost like more funny um, than the girl. And there's drama. always just there. I feel like there's always just like one big asshole that just kind of makes the entire show hilarious. He'll always end up going pretty far. He probably plays music, something like that, that like he's he's there for like another reason just to get famous. But like every dude hates him and he's just the villain. So it's always yeah. kind of fun to watch, kind of, kind of watch that, uh, you know, that guy play his role out throughout the show. <laughs> so wait, yeah, is it premiering tomorrow? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. I thought David Spade was <laughs> the host. No, he's he the host. No, and so apparently that's before. not even. No, he's so apparently it's like <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise is having multiple hosts, and David Spade is just one of like multiple people that do it for like a show or something like that so i think he's just gonna like be on it for one show oh i thought he was like the new bachelor host and i was so fired up yeah i know that's how they made it seem in that post so that's why that's how i was too but i I guess more information came out afterwards that it's just like a one one time thing or something i was like so excited for like one of like the the guys in that crew to like get divorced from their wife like kevin james or like chris rock or somebody like one of like the the people from the grown-ups crew because aren't they all like best friends i like yeah. wanted like kevin yeah. james to like get divorced with his wife and like be the next bachelor that was like my ultimate dream for this show no no that would yeah no i don't even understand bachelor in paradise I'm... yeah no, i don't know Yo, what that show is we kind of fucked up though you know we got the it's premiering tomorrow <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we chose to, to record the day before tomorrow so i guess to our fans we'll just get back to you in a week or two with our bachelor updates yeah maybe we can add it in tomorrow yeah no well i'll just be me i'll just do a a solo recording just just read a just read a recap of the bachelor it's it's a two-hour just breakdown of how i think every dude is and if i think he's cool and if i'd be friends with him it's like this we guy gotta, we gotta be friends with yeah <laughs> all right well i think we can wrap up because we've lost dylan so oh no yeah that long where he went but no thank you to our loyal listeners uh, and by loyal listeners i mean Derek, uh, for <laughs> tuning in again <laughs> <laughs> to, my dad listened to me said there was there's too much uh too much nba talk <laughs> <laughs> there's never enough heartbreak it's never don't enough worry. heartbreak <laughs> don't worry i'll start talking to girls again soon there'll be plenty of heartbreak when that happens yeah